0: Hello, and welcome into Points in the Paint for February, whatever day this is, 16th, 16. 2022. I am Doug, he is Sam, um, and we are here tonight to chat a little NBA trade deadline because that was last week and a bunch of crazy stuff. Yeah. So uh, let's work this through this in kind of chronological order. Um, mm-hmm. so a deal that went down kind of the day before everybody else, and I had almost kind of forgotten about that
1: one. The Halbert or the the Sabonis, the the, the the McCollum trade. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He went to the Pelicans, mm-hmm. and the man. Who did the Pelicans get? Let me see if I can look that up. Yeah, um, I don't for. know if the who the Pelicans gave up to Portland. I don't think they gave up anybody big. I think it was just like draft picks and just players, I'm, I'm going to look that one up. But, yeah, there were so many. I forgot about that one.
0: Yeah, that was the one that, that I was like, oh, we're actually going to have a trade deadline this year. Because a lot of years they're just kind of dull or nothing really kind of happens. Mm-hmm. But this year it was – this year they actually had some some exciting stuff go on. So that was, that was where things kind of kicked off um, with that. And then from there um, – obviously the big trade of kind of that final day was the, the Nets and the Sixers making that deal, um, sending Ben Simmons to Jersey and then James Harden going back to Philly. Um, and I'll be quite honest. And I know Sam, you've got opinions on this too, but I'll be Mm -hmm. quite honest. I felt like the Nets, Fleeced Philly like they got so many good players and draft picks on top of it for James Harden. I thought that was really, I thought they really took advantage yeah. of them. I was really kind of surprised at how big of a haul they got for Harden.
1: So I'm looking at it now, and I just jumped on Wikipedia. And I had to pull up all of NBA trades and go to that one, but uh, yeah, I agree. But Nets, uh, and that's got a lot, you know, for James Harden. Um, they got Seth Curry, Andre Drummond, backup big, Ben Simmons, obviously. I um, mean, they got a first, they got two first round picks. Um, that's You got a shooter to spread the floor for Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving to attack, and then and for Ben Simmons to drive and, uh, and, uh, just drive and, then, and with spacing. And then those first round picks. So that way you can, you can use those picks for future trades. You can use that to build talent around your team. Um, depending on where those picks are. If they're Philadelphia, they're probably going to be, uh, late first-round picks. Looks like they got the 2022 Philadelphia first-round pick, so it's probably going to be a bottom 10, 15 t- pick. But, I mean, you can still find Tom in, a, you know, in the first round, Jimmy Butler, you know, another guys. But, yeah, I agree. And, I mean, James Harden, you know, I, I feel like his stock has kind of dropped. Like, you were on a championship-caliber team, and then now you're going to Philadelphia, who maybe is not quite there. and there's not really a much, you know, yeah, well – but yeah, I agree with you. I think the Nets definitely won that trade because I think Ben Simmons can play alongside Kyrie and uh, Kevin Durant, and he could be a third option offensively, third or fourth option actually, and yeah. um, still thrive in that playmaking role, setting up Kyrie, setting up setting up Durant. So yeah, yeah,
0: and, and Seth Curry, who's who's no slouch either. Yeah, you know, he, I mean, you don't even have to play Simmons in crunch time in the fourth quarter since he can't seem to make a clutch free throw. You mm-hmm. run Seth Curry out there. Who's going to knock them all down? And that's a that's a much better. You know, you play offense for defense there. Um, you know, that's a that's a really that's a really kind of better play there. So I really thought that 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 the Nets really got the better end of that deal. Um, I don't know. You're right. Harden hasn't looked like Harden in a while. Um, mm-hmm. You know, he's his, his, his. It's all based on motivation for him. If he thinks he's gonna, you know, thinks it's gonna be a big night or he thinks he's gonna, you know, if it's if there's something in it for him, he tends to play a little harder. And if he doesn't, he doesn't. And it's and he's not he's not the kind of guy that I would want to see, you know, on the Bulls or something like that.
1: He's not a guy. No, definitely no, no. Yeah,
0: he's he's not a guy I'd I'd want on my on my team. Yeah, he's fun to watch. He's you know, he'll put up a bunch of numbers, but when it comes down to the actual looking to win. He's Mm -hmm. not a guy I'd want on my
1: squad. I agree. So I actually went back and pulled up that C.J. McCollum trade. Looks like Portland gave the Pelicans C.J. McCollum, Larry Nance Jr., and Tony Snell. And then the Pelicans – or the Portland got Nikhil Alexander-Walker, Josh Hart, Diddy Lauzuda – I'm not sure who that is. Thomas Sanoranski, a 2022 protected first-round pick, 2026 second-round pick. And 2027 Pelicans second round pick. So the Blazers pretty much got back draft capital because I think the Blazers are probably approaching that stage. Maybe they're going to do a rebuild um, and they're stockpiling draft picks. I mean, Josh Hart's solid. Santa Rancy; those are solid players if you're Portland, so you'll still be competitive. But I think they're – Damian Lillard might be on his way out too or or whatnot. But, uh, yeah, I think the – the Trailblazers definitely won that, that pick. And if you're the Pelicans, Tony Snell is not really going to do much for you. He never did much for the Bulls. Larry Nance Jr., he's solid. And CJ McCollum, obviously. But, I mean, Zion's out. So, exactly until Zion gets back. I mean, even when he comes back, that's still not enough. You know, him, Brandon Ingram, and Zion's not enough. They're going to need a couple more pieces. So, mm-hmm. the Pelicans are still building. So, we'll see what they do. Yeah. But McCollum's
0: a, a nice – a nice piece. Yeah. A lot of folks don't see him because because of the West Coast thing. But he's a guy that when the Bulls played them earlier this season, he was the guy that really that really
1: was a thorn in their side. So he's and I, he's a he's yeah. a good piece. And they do got Devontae Graham, who's a pretty good guard as well. So they have two nice guards, Zion, Brandon Ingram. So they, and then they, I mean, Larry Nance Jr. for athleticism. So the Pelicans have a nice young mid team, but they're still you know a few years away from a. Uh, you know, even being in the playoffs or whatnot, they might just be like kind of like in Minnesota, just stuck in like that role or something, or, or Sacramento, like yeah, that's just kind of just perpetually young, doesn't ever seem to get better. Nope, yeah. get all the young, the talent, and surrounding. They're probably gonna, they're probably gonna end up trading Zion. I feel like Zion's not gonna finish his career in Pelicans. He's gonna get traded. Yeah, I already know yeah. that. Just where <laughs> exactly just a matter yeah. of where he, he he's got he's got eyes on a bigger market than than New
0: it might be New York. Yep, probably. Yeah, I can see him going to the going to the Knicks. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of young teams on the rise, the Cavs got even better, picking up Karis Levert Oh yeah, uh, from Indiana, and and he's a guy who you know he'll fit in nicely with that team. He can score the he can score the ball. That's um, a really good get for those guys. And then basically, they gave up um, Ricky Rubio in a couple of seconds. Uh, for, for him. So that's a, that was a good trade. I thought for, for Cleveland.
1: One first rounder is Cleveland's, but I mean, Cleveland got back Harris Levert and Cleveland's got a really good team. And that's, a, that's I agree. That's a really good pickup uh, as well. I mean, especially with the emerging big man Mobley and they still have those other guards. Uh, and then you still have uh Levert who could slide over in a 3 year and they play small ball. So they have like three good guards and young big. They got a, uh, the guy that used to play for the Bulls, the foreign guy. Mark, uh, Mark, 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 Mark and Luke, And so they Lowry. got, yeah, they, they Lowry. So they got, yeah, Cleveland's definitely, the Central Division's going to be really tough, man, here in these next few years. Like Detroit, you know, they going to be competitive. Indiana's always competitive, but Cleveland, Chicago, Milwaukee, you know, it's, yeah, it's a, it's like the NFC North. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The, East is, the
0: East is not, is not going anywhere. Um, I think they said no. the top six teams, uh, are all within like three and a half games. At least they were a couple of days ago. They were all like within three and a half games of one another, three and a half or four and a half games of one another. Like Stacy King was joking. He's like, you can't go on a three-game losing streak. You'll go from first to ninth like that. So, yep. you know, you really have to kind of come out and play hard, um, you know, on, on an every night because you're going to get everybody's best effort every night because the East is so competitive. And even the down teams then, they see, you know, they want to play spoilers. Um, so Mm -hmm. they're, you know, we've seen that night in and night out with the bulls that they're just getting everybody's best effort, um, you know, against them, um, just seems to be that the, the younger teams, the, the Orlando's, the, the, the Oklahoma cities, the, the Sacramento's they're like, Hey, we want to come out and prove that we can play in this league too. And they're coming out, you know, on fire, at least early on. Um, so, you know, there's really kind of no nights off in the East. Uh, kind of like big basketball, you know, you're going to go out there and you're going to have to fight all the way to the end. I agree. Uh, speaking of the Kings, they made a deal as well. Um, they made a deal with Indiana. Uh, Indiana got uh, Tyrese Halliburton, Buddy Heald, and Tristan Thompson. Um, the Kings got Sabonis, Justin Holiday, Jeremy Lamb, and a second-round pick.
1: And um, hey, Jeremy Lamb's still in the league. Um the Indiana Pacers probably won that trade because yeah, they got uh, Buddy Hill Halliburton. and Halliburton. Halliburton's a really good young guard and he's gonna get those minutes, I think, playing alongside uh Brogdon or if uh, they even still have Brogdon. I think Brogdon's hurt or something. But yeah, I think I and mean, then they got Buddy Hill, but then Tristan Thompson. He can kind of make up for the rebounding that Sabonis didn't do. And, but then, and, but you still have Miles Turner. So that should, that should open up things for Miles Turner to thrive down low. So, and I mean, the Kings, Justin Holiday's he's solid. He's, you know, he's a veteran, though. He's up, he's getting up there in age. Uh, Sabonis is a nice piece to add along De'Aaron Aaron Fox. And Jeremy Lamb's a veteran, you know, veteran guard as well. But they got a second round pick. Um, so I guess that's good. But I mean, Sacramento's been like in a cycle, too, where they just can't come out. You know, they can't make the playoffs either, so I'm not much sure if that's going to make them any better, but Indiana definitely won that trade and definitely got better. Agree with that. Uh, See if there's any of the other deals that went down. There's a lot of deals. I'm looking at them now. Yeah, there's a lot
0: more deals than I thought thought there was. Um, Eric
1: Bledsoe got moved from the Clippers. The Clippers traded Bledsoe away for Covington to the Portland and Norman Powell. Justice Winslow went to To Portland as well, so yeah, Portland's. I mean, yeah, Portland might be. I mean, Portland might be solid. Miami, did they do something? No, Uh, there's a four
0: team deal. Um, You're probably getting to that one. Four team deal with the Bucks, the Clippers, the Kings, and the Pistons. Big name in all of that uh, was Serge Ibaka goes to the Bucks. There, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, Mm -hmm. as we talked about the East and specifically the Central, that just keeps getting tougher.
1: Um, up there. Kings got Dante DiVincenzo, Josh Jackson, Trey Lyles. I mean, and then yeah, the Clippers got Rodney Hood, solid swinger or swing uh swingman. The the Pistons got Marvin Bagley, who I think is still why is good. I was actually talking to somebody about that today who's a Detroit Pistons fan. And I'm like, he just wasn't, you know, he in Sacramento it just wasn't a good situation for him. But I think he can thrive in Detroit, you know, playing alongside uh um, you know. The guys they got there, Grant and whatnot, but yeah, but Sergi Baka, he's been hurt, but uh, he can uh, he's on Milwaukee's team now, so he can, you know, he can he can give them some spot minutes, like he can hit some threes, swats, he can swat some shots and give them some good energy. I think he'll be a good backup big, and he plays defense too. That's that's the thing. He's he, he plays defense, so yeah, if he can, he's stay the healthy. kind of guy
0: that I, I would have loved to have seen the Bulls land. And then yeah, on top of that, um, another guy that was just like that, and you and I had kind of talked about this earlier. That Daniel Tice 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 uh, Tice Celtics got him back, and he's again just the kind of guy the Bulls they got him last year at the at the trade deadline. He's exactly the kind of guy that the Bulls were that need this year that bigger body off the bench that you know sets set screens rebounds. You know can really kind of help guard the the Giannis and Beads of the world um, out there. Uh, he goes back to Celtics from from Houston. Um, in there in
1: that they uh, never wanted to let them say, yeah, they, they, that's why Boston traded back traded back for him. But, mm-hmm. um, Boston, um, is somebody who's looking, I know we're still kind of
0: talking trades, but I don't want to forget. Um, cause I was having a, a chat with my buddy, Craig DeVries, uh, earlier tonight about how good the Celtics have looked here recently. yeah, um, look good. Um, You know, so I want to make sure that you know at some point during this that we, you know, kind of talk about them and and how they could potentially be you know somebody who's going to make a lot of noise here in the East. Uh, Only other big deal I kind of see out there was um, Dallas sent Christophe Sporzingis Just pulled that one up. Washington, Washington for Spencer Dinwiddie, um, Davis, Burton's, and then.
1: The Wizards also get a twenty twenty two uh second round pick as part of that deal. Yeah. Chris Sops, he hasn't I mean, he hasn't really thrived in uh Dallas like I thought he would when he got him. With Luke, I thought that'd be a Dirk and Steve Nash reincarnation, but it just never panned out. I think I think he can thrive in uh Washington playing with Kuzma and um Bradley Beal, you know, and I mean what's guy not everybody the Wagner, but uh Oh KCP, they got rid of Harold. So yeah, he can he he can probably find his footing again in Washington. I mean, remember Washington was actually pretty good this year. They jumped out to a pretty good start, so they got they got some nice pieces around them, and they'll probably be another team as kind of bottom feeder in, in the East, but they can sneak up and beat some teams as well. So yeah, yep. but yeah, those are basically yeah. the the big yeah. trades that went down, and obviously the
0: the Simmons Harden one was kind of the showpiece. For this for this series, uh, for this uh, season, Um, the other piece that goes along with this, and the piece that that a lot of Bulls fans are have been kind of looking at, um, is the is the buyout candidates uh, Mm -hmm. in there. There's a couple of guys that have already been or not a couple of guys that have been linked to the Bulls um, already. Uh, I've got a list of from NBA.com, 15 different guys uh, that are potential buyout candidates. Um, in here, uh, the one that the name that, that, that keeps popping up for the Bulls is Goran Dragic, um, who's now with San Antonio. I don't know if I really see that fit. Um, I Sam, actually heard the who, Lakers. You heard the Lakers? Yeah, Yeah, I heard the Lakers yeah.
1: for him and Tyreek Evans. Evans. I said Tyreek <laughs> Tyre, uh, Evans. I heard the Lakers. But I could see Dragic going to the Lakers. Um, mm-hmm. They need a point guard and they they have already benched across and they – I mean, they need somebody who can who can make plays. And Drogic, what, Drogic, you know, if he's healthy, he he can contribute, you know. Even if he's playing limited minutes, he, you know, won't turn the ball over and get the offense going. Um, but, yeah, um, I've heard that. I don't – the Bulls, maybe they were saying that because of um, all the injuries we had, but guys are going to come back. Lonzo's going to come back. You know, Caruso's going to come back. Um, yep. Zach's going to come back, you know, we Zach will him be out. back first game after the all-star game. They said tonight yeah. on the broadcast. Oh, they did. Okay. So, yeah. I just, I, just give his knee some rest and I think they'll probably sit him out a few games here, um, yep. in the second half of the season, back to backs definitely sit him out. Um, yeah. or, you know, one or the other, you know, and just be smart about it. And, um, they, they will with Zach, you know what I'm saying? Um, yep. but yeah. And then obviously Demar is kind of playing out of his mind. So, um, I think, I mean, more so maybe, um, the Lakers because the Lakers need a point guard. That's kind of wearing That's kind of the big thing. Um, the Bulls. I want to see the Bulls get some size. because we can get like a DeAndre Jordan, uh, any a Dwight Howard. Buy. I don't know if Dwight Howard's gonna get bought out, but like any big man, like Serge. I don't know if Ibaka will either. There's not really a lot of big man. Yeah. The, the three I see the, from
0: this article. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, go ahead. I'm the three, I'm, I'm, I'm the three I, I would see out of this article are DeAndre Jordan, Derek Favors, and then Tristan Thompson. Um, who we talked about earlier. They also list Paul Millsap, who went to Philly in that Harden deal, and Rolo Robin Lopez um, with his history with the Bulls as well. Wait, those where's Robin Lopez guys, at?
1: But I, but I think those first three would be the ones that I
0: would I would prefer.
1: I didn't even know Robin Lopez was available, but if we can get him, that'd be good. That brings familiarity. Um And yeah, if he could back up Vucevic and stuff, and yeah, that'd be good. Uh, I think Paul Millsap's actually going to stick in uh, Philadelphia because he could back up and beat, and he can get some minutes in those in that forward slot. And and he could and he brings a veteran presence to that second bench. I don't, I think he's actually going to play for them. Um Who was the other guy, DeAndre Tristan Jordan? Thompson. Yeah, DeAndre Jordan DeAndre... would be
0: kind of my number one guy, and Tristan Thompson yeah. would be my like number two.
1: Yeah, I agree. Because DeAndre Jordan, he's not really playing that much for Lake. I don't know if the Lakers are going to buy him out, though. But if they did, they'd probably, cause they probably, they, because we have to sign him, I think, like before a certain date for him to play in the playoffs. So I think there's like a for buyout candidate. So um, if he does get bought out, that would be good for us. And then, yeah, if, if worse comes to worse, Tristan Thompson. Tristan Thompson's a good rebounder. And, you know, he's a good, he's not a rim protector, but he, you know, he, play, he plays enough deep, he plays defense where he can come in. And that would be his role, just rebound, play defense and stuff like that, and probably catch a few oops and stuff. And he, I think he'd be fine for us. He's always played well against the Bulls, so. Yeah,
0: yeah. And, and basically for a second-union big man, that's all we really – all yeah. the Bulls really kind of need. Because mm-hmm. once everybody's healthy, knock on wood, you take Io and Kobe, you shift them to the second unit. That's where your scoring is going to come from. Um, and then DeMar usually – plays more plays with the second unit too. Um, so really, you don't really have to worry about that on the second unit. You're really kind of more worried about getting, you know, getting the defense there on that second unit. So yeah, I, I would, I'm okay with getting a
1: guy who's, who's more of a banger um, than a scorer. And a good thing about, yeah, the second unit, too, for Iowa, he plays defense and he's young. So, if you got the young guy playing defense, everybody else is playing defense. You know, this team, Caruso, they play defense. You know, they bring that energy. So, if you're not playing defense, you're not going to play and stuff like that. So, if we get Jordan or Thompson, those guys are both defensive-minded, that would be big uh, and, and whatnot. So, uh, yeah. fingers crossed, but, uh, yeah. Yeah, that's it, yeah. That, that, the,
0: that, that second unit, if everybody's fully healthy, with with P Will in back in the starting lineup. That second unit looks like looks like Caruso, Io, Kobe, Javante Green, and then whatever big man that you want to plug in there on that second unit. And that
1: is a scary second unit. because Especially they defensively. Or they can shut you down. Javante Green gets after it defensively too. Mm-hmm. Yep. And
0: him and I will bring that that big kind of energy that if you're that if the, the first unit isn't producing or they're in a you know all of a sudden they're in an 0 for 12, they haven't scored in three minutes kind of kind of slump, you swap them all out, you do a wholesale change, get the energy on the floor and kind of pump that back up. So as long as everybody's healthy, that's the that would be that's the ideal situation. I'll knock on wood, we've got to get everybody there. Um, but things are trending in the right way so that's positive
1: yeah i think deandre jordan might be the most logical one i think he could be a bio candidate Mm
0: -hmm. i know ak has talked about you know the personalities are are you know he doesn't want to mess with the chemistry if he doesn't have to um, i agree with that which is why maybe Rolo might end up being the guy they actually do because you know that he's going to fit with this with this squad because of his personality Just kind of that's just kind of my thought um, on that,
1: uh, yeah.
0: So that's kind of what happened on the trade deadline and what could potentially happen here in the next week or so. Um, I'm not quite sure when the the buyout.
1: Done I'm going. not even. I'm looking on the article now and I can't. They're they're talking about the same guys. You are Goring or DeAndre Jordan and uh, and uh, Goran Drogic as buyout candidates and uh, what's this. Um, Paul Millsap but uh but not saying the date it's just it says it, but it does say it does say that DeAndre Jordan is already being reports that he's going to be cut prior to the start of the beginning of the year or whatever he's definitely like a on the verge of being cut and being a buyout so that makes sense he's not playing for the Lakers so cut him because the Lakers might be targeting a buyout candidate themselves they want to free up a roster spot so
0: yeah
1: yeah I would agree with that um while we're kind
0: of at the halfway point here uh, wanted to talk about kind of the way things are around the NBA and kind of the way that things stack up now that we've kind of had the, the card shuffled a little bit after the trade deadline. Um, who do you see as a team on the rise? Who do you think is somebody who, you know, maybe, you know, obviously the heat and the bulls are kind of one, two there in the East, but is there somebody kind of in that three through seven or eight spot that you think could come up and potentially push
1: those guys? Um, maybe the Nets when it starts when it all comes together for them, the Nets can be really, really, really good. With KD and um, and Simmons and and and, and uh, Kyrie, I think that's going to be really good. And especially even if Kyrie can't play road games, you know, you still have a point guard and Simmons who can create offense. You still have Kevin Durant, and maybe Simmons can still get you know easy offense as well um the celtics i think are kind of surging they made some good moves they brought back you know tice um and they're probably in there so i think the celtics are probably a team that's kind of sneaking up and then just a couple of years ago the celtics were in the eastern conference finals like you know two years in a row or something like that three years in a row if i'm gonna say correctly so that's probably a team at the east i've been that can really sneak up i guess the nets can't sneak up because you already think the nets are going to be good but boston can definitely sneak up and you know get that one of those top spots from the bulls they they just think you can get the top they can sneak into the, the two spot or something
0: yeah yeah the Celtics are actually 3 games ahead of the nets which i would not have yeah. guessed anecdotally before looking at the standings the way just the way that everybody kind of talks about them they made it sound like the nets were the ones that were kind of in that six spot that the Celtics occupy and the and the Celtics were kind of a little bit further down but the Celtics are actually Three games ahead of of Brooklyn in the Eastern Conference.
1: No, the I mean, Celtics made some good moves. Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum—that's a formidable one-two punch. Okay? And then Marcus Smart, you know, nice third. I mean, I, and they have Al Horford who brings familiarity as well. But they just bought Tice for defense. So yeah, Celtics are going to be tough. I mean, they, I mean, they have some other guys that are kind of stepping in and making plays, like Grant Williams and Robert Woods. Robert Wood. Robert Williams. I'm sorry. Uh, and make yeah. Um, and they, they defensively, yeah. And then their point guard was shooter, who's kind of a pest too. Now they got rid of shooter, but they can't remember who. I don't know who their guards are now because they got rid of Langford and whatnot. But and they still have Smart, but they're 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 a team that yeah, they can give they can give Brooklyn some problems in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I mean, what do you so. think, of Toronto? uh they didn't make any moves, but I like I like some of the moves they've done in the past, like when they got a uh, the guy from Portland, um, Gary Trent Jr. I think he's pretty good, um, and I think they're you know a player or two away from being I think back in the conversation. I know they have had some injuries. They still got Og and Anobi. Still got Siakam, but I admit they're a couple pieces away from you know you know you know getting back to where they were a few years ago. Yep, I would say that's probably my assessment as well. Um, flipping over Fred to Ed, the Western, yeah,
0: flipping over to the Western Conference, um, looking at those. Uh, top six are Suns, Warriors, Grizzlies, Jazz, Mavericks, Nuggets. And then the next four after those are Key Wolves, Clippers, Lakers, Blazers. Um, in that order. Uh, Grizzlies, really like them. Uh, obviously, big I'm a big job Morant guy. Um, so really like really like the Grizzlies. I'd like to see them, you know, really kind of go far in the playoffs this year. Uh, the Warriors with Steph and Clay. Um, you know, are always are always tough um, yeah. out there. So the the Mavericks are the team that that seem to be the ones that I'm surprised they didn't do more at the trade deadline. Like Luka's great, but I feel like if you want to advance in the playoffs, you need one more option outside of him. He does a lot for them, but I feel like he needs a, um, a Robin to his Batman.
1: I agree. They brought in Dinwiddie, who's a back, who you know, a point guard who can kind of help run the show. Maybe they're hoping they can slide Luke off the ball um, a little bit more. And then they got a uh, who else did they get? Did they get a uh, from for Kristoffs? They got oh Bertons, a shooter, and Bertons can get hot and he can uh, he can hit some threes. But uh, I agree, and that's kind of been their their knock. And I think that's was why they ultimately could never get past the first round or so. Just because they don't have enough around Luca, Luca kind of maxes himself out, and then you know like that—that's what it, that's what ends up doing them in every time. I'm trying to pull up the roster now, because um, I'm not even sure who they, who all they have now for the trade deadline. I'm still like, well, oh, let's wait for the uh, dust let's to take, settle. Yeah, let's take a look here: uh,
0: Sterling Brown, Trey Burke, Dwight Powell, Josh Green, Dorian Finney-Smith. He's okay. Um, Tim Hardaway Jr. Jalen Brunson, uh, Frank Nicolina, Theo Nichol. Pinson, Reggie Bullock, Dinwiddie, uh, Marquise Chris, Maxi Keebler, Davis Bertrands, Burton's, Boban mm-hmm. Marinovich, and then Luca.
1: That is the roster. So they have Jalen Brunson still, who's another guard off the bench, I and mean, then they have. Uh, Spencer Dinwiddie, so one of them will probably play alongside Luca. That they could probably create. You know, Luca doesn't always have to have the ball in his hands. And they have a bunch of shooters, Hardaway, who Hardaway can create a little bit. Um, Bertons can shoot. You know, Powell, he's athletic. He could big man roll into the basket. Um, and Finney Smith's solid. He's scrappy. He's not really a shooter. He's He'll slash. Um, so, yeah, they'll be competitive, but um, – Got the first. I still don't. I agree with you. Man. They do. They need a true Robin. They don't really have a Robin. You're, you're right. They have Luca, who's great. You know what I'm saying? Phenomenal. Batman, you know, you know what he's going to do, but they don't have a Robin. And whoever his Robin is has to compliment Luca. Like, doesn't play with the ball in his hand. Doesn't get. Doesn't need the ball in his hands because Luca needs the ball in his hands a lot. Um, and you maybe know what would be,
0: maybe, you know go be good for, for them it would be an Anthony Davis type. Yeah. Smile and open, yeah. Somebody who's who you yeah, doesn't need the ball, and then Luca does so much damage on the perimeter that you have a big man down below that could you know get you 20, 20 and fifteen a night. That's exactly that's the kind of guy that you want there. Obviously, they're not going to get him.
1: Even but. like a a Sabonis would be good because he could low he could post up, and then you could run pick and roll with him, and he could shoot three. Um, or he could roll the basket and he, and Luca could find him and Luca's good pat the heat. So Sabonis would be great. Sabonis would probably give you eighteen to twenty, you know, every given night, you know, probably even more. I mean, him and Luca, I mean, he can average like twenty plus and he I mean, and and ten rebounds. Um, and then if they had those other guys, then yeah, I mean just somebody down low who can kind of bang um Joel Embiid, would be nice too because he's a big and, and whatnot. You can give the ball to him, slow the game down, and then you can and then you can You can pick a role in B, because B can hit threes now, so you can pick, so you can get him a couple threes. You can get him, you can post them up. You can, you know you can go away from him and uh and just I mean use him as decoy. And run, I mean, because he can still hit threes. So yeah, I completely agree with that.
0: Uh. Only other thing that's on the agenda, obviously, this weekend is All Star Weekend. We talked about this last week on the All Star Spectacular. Um, haven't heard of any big names um, bowing out or anything. Uh, Zach sounds like, according to the, the pregame broadcast tonight, Zach will participate in the in the All Star Game festivities, but it's going to be in a limited role. So it sounds like he'll do the three point contest and play a couple of minutes in the game, but nothing heavy um for that focusing on, on coming back next week after that. Um do you like
1: the the draft that they do?
0: The fantasy draft? Uh,
1: I think we talked we had this before and I it's it's a different way. It's trying to keep it interesting. So I get it. You know, the way they used to do it before, it, that was so tedious and you know that was so predictable. Um. Yeah, I, I like it. It's something different, you know. Different's not always bad, you know. But it's different, yeah. you know. Different. Different. I'm an different. old man. I'd I'd rather see East versus West, but that's, yeah, oh, I, that's the yeah. old man.
0: <laughs> I, I it's probably because I grew up watching those like Magic versus Isaiah, you know, type things, you know, where they just went at it constantly.
1: Um, and see they, the guys you, know, that you don't usually get to see. Yep. And then they uh, they uh, went from wearing their own jerseys, team jerseys, to the, the all star jerseys, and that went that went through its whole whole thing, and that's still going on. I actually would like them see them go back to their the home their their team jerseys. That would be pretty nice. Maybe throwback yeah. team jerseys or something. That would be pretty nice. Oh, that would be fun. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. That. Yeah, and I know the other thing we talked about, <laughs> the other thing we talked about in the Slack channel too was you know pairing them up with with their with their WNBA.
1: Um cohort I would love used to, to do that in the shooting stars you used to be like a, a retired player a WNBA player but an NBA player yeah I remember it was like magic Lisa Sparks and somebody one year maybe Derek Fisher I think in the shooting star I can't remember and then yeah I've seen that before too mm-hmm. that'd be pretty yeah, sweet one year it was like
0: Candace Parker and, and somebody yeah he just like ran away with it yeah because Candace could have played in the NBA
1: <laughs> she could have she was a beast
0: yeah um, speaking of beasts, I know that we don't usually talk college basketball, but what Caitlin Clark is doing at Iowa mm-hmm. is
1: that shot she it. made against Michigan from like
0: the half court line A court
1: one. Yeah. I think I, they stopped it. I can't, when I was watching this to show me that, like, if you're not watching Caitlin Clark, I'm like, Oh my God. Like she hit that. Like, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's all over Twitter
0: for like two days. And is like on ESPN like all the time. You know, you know it's a big deal. So uh, I think she's I think she's only a sophomore, right? Well, I think Iowa's got her for another couple of years.
1: I can't. I'm not sure. I don't follow Iowa's women's basketball. I haven't been following Iowa men's basketball that much this year. I know I've been I've been kind of real. I've been really bad on college basketball this year. I know it's Coach K's last year, and with everything going on, and I just have not. I've not been following college ball at all. But. I haven't really either.
0: I popped on what game do I if there's two like top five teams playing each other, yeah. I'll throw that on in the background. Um, mm-hmm. but I don't you know, I'm not actively going out of my way to watch a Marquette Villanova on a Thursday night.
1: Me neither. I
0: think, <laughs> you know. I, I'll get I'll get more into into it at the end of the month when, when March Madness starts firing up. So
1: Yep. I'll 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 get
0: in the form. I'll be ready. Yes, yeah, so everybody filling out their brackets. Oh, I'll God. be busted by the first weekend, like always.
1: Yeah, I was pretty busted last year. Thank you, Illinois. But... <laughs> I, I I got really sh- – I mean, everybody got sh- – Ohio State, Illinois. I mean, all those teams lost last year. I remember I was getting ready to fly out to Montana and, like, seeing Ohio State lose before I even got on a plane. I'm like, oh, man, that's not good. And then hearing everything, this team lost, that team. I'm just like, my bracket was schmutz. Yeah. It's
0: because we believe that – Big Ten beats up on each other to get them ready for for the tournament, but in reality they're just beating up on each other and then when they get to the tournament, they're just too beat down yep. to, to do anything. Forward. Yeah. I agree. All righty. Anything else you want to talk
1: about tonight, Sam, before we, no. before we check out? Well, we can wait till I think I don't know when we had we can probably do a show. <clears throat> After the buyout period is passed, yeah. um, I think that's like a week a week or so after the All-Star game. That would be good to see. And then kind of give us time to see. Well, it's probably going to take more time to kind of see how these how, all the new players are fitting in. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it would be interesting yeah. to see okay. how that unfolds. The Bulls don't play an official game until, I think they said, next
0: Thursday. So, they've got like eight days off. On oh, wow. So, so, yeah. So, some time off here. So, not a lot of games being played. So we'll probably take next week off. Week after that, we'll be back kind of seeing how things shake out. And obviously, if something major happens, we'll be we'll pop back in. But I think two weeks is probably a good uh, good point there for to, – Well, to the Bulls it. are
1: playing the Kings tonight. Yep, they're up six halfway through the third Thursday. quarter. I and mean, then the last games are Thursday. And then I mean, Sunday. I and mean, then they'll start back again on Thursday. So we have a, a full week off. Yeah. Nice. Except if yeah. you're in an all star game, you're not really off, but yeah.
0: But yeah. But I mean they I mean the all star game's in Cleveland, so it's not like they're
1: going far either. It's in Cleveland? I didn't even know that. That's probably yeah. why they brought that Joaquim Noah video from Cleveland. Yeah. From nothing to, okay, okay. Nobody nobody goes to Cleveland for for for, for vacation. Okay. Yeah, that's
0: exactly why they pulled that up. So yeah. So All Star Games in Cleveland, so they don't even have to go that far. So my guess is probably, you know, Zach probably flies in Saturday morning, leaves Sunday night, and basically gets his the other six days of rest on there. So and we'll Yeah. And then, you know, Io and DeRozan will be probably, you
1: know, spending their whole time together. I like
0: that, I, that I, I always kind of went under DeMar's wing now.
1: That's that's a good person's wing to go under. I'm not – because that killer instinct, and I always already kind of got that from Illinois, that closer role. That's mm-hmm. only going to make him better. And then you see I, all those game winners DeMar has, just how DeMar will calling a king of the fourth, which I, that's a, such a good nickname. That yeah. closer role, that's going to serve Iowa well next career. I mean, you'd be young and getting that kind of experience and being around that kind of leadership. I'm not surprised. I mean, Caruso, NBA champion, Demar, NBA veteran, Zach, you know, star, you know, Pat. I mean, Pat, you know, second year, uh, four, you know, high, high, high lottery picks. So, I mean, you, multiple time All Star, Vucevic, All Star. These guys have been in the league and made their bones. And then you know, you second round pick, and you have that that grit mentality, target on your back. So it's only going to serve him well. And, and, and you know, being there with, with Lonzo, who I'll yeah. fully admit
0: about talking all kinds of crap about the whole ball family. So mm-hmm. you know that, you know, that he's put up, you know, he's he can tell them how to block out haters. So, yeah, so plenty of, of, of good learning experiences on the Bulls there for, for the young guys. All right, cool. Well, that'll do it for tonight. Um, like we said, we'll see you again in a couple of weeks. But until then, uh, stay safe out there,
1: and we will see you next time. Take care. Until next time. See you, everybody.